This is an All Ears English Podcast, episode 603, the six signs that someone is flirting with you in the United States. Welcome to the All Ears English Podcast, downloaded more than 16 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. And to instantly download your transcript from today's episode, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash transcripts, allearsenglish.com forward slash T-R-A-N-S-C-R-I-P-T-S. Flirting across cultures can be confusing. Even if someone tells you that you're cute, does it mean that they're flirting? Maybe. Get the six signs to look for today. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get competent. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. Hey, Michelle, I heard you just came back from a crazy skydiving experience. Can you tell us about it? Uh, I, I don't know if it was crazy because it was indoors. No, um, <laughs> I would never probably ever go skydiving, but I did go indoor skydiving. So it's kind of like skydiving light <laughs> um, for somebody who might be interested in skydiving and wants to try it out. Um, but it's actually really cool. So, um, you go into like this little tube and you get like wind. There's all this wind and you can actually fly. And it was Whoa. really, really fun. So it didn't make me want to skydive though. It made me want to do this again. Was it something like, like two minutes in the air for $200? You get to fly something along those oh, lines. Oh, not guessing? that bad. But, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a short time in the air and, uh, you kind of get to go up and down in this tube and it's, it's, I didn't think I would like it, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> That's awesome. That sounds cool, <laughs> Michelle. And I like the idea of just taking chances, getting out there, doing crazy things. Um, yeah. yeah, it's good for us. You know, it keeps us alive. That's what life is about, living our life and feeling alive. Yeah, for sure. That definitely like pushed me outside of my comfort zone. And so afterwards, I felt like so proud. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, there are little kids doing it. So I don't know how <laughs> proud I should feel that like I can do it too. But like I I did feel proud of myself because for me, it's a big deal that I didn't like get you scared should. and run away. Oh, you should feel proud. You know, kids are the most courageous. Courageous. You see that like, for example, on the ski slopes, yeah. kids don't care because they don't know what can happen, right? At least not skiing. They're, they're not scared. So you can't compare yourself to kids in terms of bravery. You, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. you're, you're on your own path, Michelle. So, <laughs> okay. Thank you, Lindsay. I feel better. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's also a very romantic idea. They say that love, that, um, taking chant, physical risks together, doing crazy, um, stress inducing things like roller coaster rides and skydiving can increase romance, right? So it can be a very Ooh. kind of romantic experience. What do you think about that, Michelle? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, unfortunately, you're not like in the same thing as uh, your 
partner you're like uh, my husband and I did it but like you go one at a time Uh. but it was still yeah I definitely think it was like a nice like fun date thing because it definitely brings you closer together because even though you're not in the same one at the same time you're like you're both kind of nervous at the same time. Oh, yeah. And I think that those those feelings make you feel closer together. So you definitely like share the thrill and oh, yeah. it, it's really fun. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Adrenaline is an aphrodisiac, I'm sure. And that's what the studies have found, actually. I mean, maybe that's what your husband found online or something. It was digging into that and maybe thinking, yeah. like, oh, this would be a good idea, right? <laughs> I love funny. it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and speaking of romance, we're actually going to be talking a bit about love and flirting and that. That sort of thing today because we had a good question from a listener here. But before we get into that, guys, I want to say that I, re- I want to remind you guys to go ahead and grab your transcripts because that is the yes. best way to follow along with today's episode. Okay, guys, so go on over to allersenglish.com forward slash transcripts and get your transcripts. Okay. So Okay. Well, I'm excited about this topic. I know. Me too. So this is a question about flirting. Like what what does what is flirting in different cultures? I think this is a very important question because there can be a lot of misunderstandings that can happen when we cross cultures and we try to flirt or we're not trying to flirt, but someone thinks we are, right? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that is tough. Yes, it's tough. It can get us into a lot of trouble on both ends. So let's read. Michelle, would you mind reading our listener's question here? And then we can try to answer it for this listener. Of course. Here okay. we go. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> Hello, Lindsay. I really love your podcast and I really enjoy your accent and your subjects. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question to say to, to say a guy, to, to say to a guy that he is cute. Is this flirting? When I translate it to Spanish, this word is a nice person uh, with soft manners, soft voice, like a teddy bear. But I think <laughs> American English does not have the same meaning. So I'm confused. Could you please explain this to me? Okay. And that's from Which Catalina? word are we talking about? The Sorry? The word flirting. The word flirting. Yeah. Can you please? So okay. If, if, got it. Sorry, Catalina. Okay. I understand. I, I kind of my mind. that's okay it's early we are starting this recording early it's early it's early and it's friday Catalina. thank you that's a great question i know it's a good question so catalina's question right is if she says to a guy i think you're cute is that flirting that's really what she's asking right Okay, so we're gonna go through today in today's episode about four or five aspects of human communication that can be misconstrued where flirting okay. might happen differently across cultures. And this is from what I've seen from traveling abroad, from dating. I've dated a number of people in different cultures. Um, and Michelle, you've traveled, you've d- lived in London, right? And mm-hmm. in England, and you've lived abroad a little bit here and there. So we're going to chime in on this, but let's answer Catalina's question up front. First of all, this is a tricky question, isn't it, Michelle? It is tricky. It really, that's so, it can change so much depending on like who the person is and how they say it. I know it really, I don't think there's a simple answer. I mean, that's kind of my no. response. I mean, I yeah. think it usually often if there's a straight woman talking to a straight guy and saying, you know, I think you're cute, it could be flirting, but not always. Right. It, yeah. I, what do you think, Michelle? It, uh, it, it does. It can be, I mean, if I sat down and thought of a million different situations, I mean, or even 10, I could find a few situations where it wouldn't be flirting. Exactly. But I think for the most part, it is flirting. Like, I want to, I mean, okay, just 
you know how I know is because I don't think I would tell a guy and now that I'm married, I don't think that I would say to a guy, you're cute and <laughs> well, feel good, like, okay, you're married. <laughs> Just kidding. Like, I don't think, uh, and I don't like, no matter how I said it and what tone of voice or whatever, like, I don't think I would feel comfortable uh, doing that. <laughs> so in that yeah. sense, that makes me think that it's flirting. Okay. But there might be like that off chance that somebody would say it like in a, ah, you're cute and kind of like a really joking way, more like buddy, buddy. Yeah, no, you're right, Michelle. Exactly. I think that's a good point. Usually it will be, but sometimes it won't. So we have to look at the context. And that's what today's episode is about, because we can't give our listener here a straight answer necessarily. We can give our general opinion, but we want to look at the context. So the context are items like touching, standing distance, kissing. Obviously, kissing would be a dead giveaway. (laughs) That's That's a pretty clear one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eye contact, choice of words, and actions, right? So we're going to go through these things real quick today, guys, and show you how to look at that context and look at how this could be uh, flirting could be misunderstood or misconstrued, or one person could think we're flirting and the other person could not be flirting. Okay. So, I mean, I've been in these situations before personally, and this happens when we cross cultures. It's inevitable. Okay. So, yeah, this is good. So, Michelle, let's talk about the first one, touching. I mean, what are your thoughts on the differences across cultures sometimes regarding touching? Um, well, I mean, as far as in the U.S., um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know that, like, a lot of people do hug, like, when they meet each other. That's true. Um, so that, I think, is pretty much, can be platonic, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know, obviously that depends on the situation. Somebody doesn't want to be hugged, right? Mm, Um, yeah. It depends on the situation, depends on the person. But I think, like... Like a touch of the arm or something like that is very flirtatious. What do you think? I think that's a good point, Michelle. I think there are certain flirtatious touches and there are platonic touches. Okay. Platonic touches would be like a handshake, a pat on the back, a hug when you meet someone even, right? People do Mm -hmm. that in like urban uh, cultures now, Boston, New York, you often do hug when you meet someone. We talked about this in an episode before, Michelle, right? There's a hugging mm-hmm. thing that's going on right now. It's, it's between, you know, between <laughs> men and women, sometimes even between guys. I've seen it. Um, but that's, I often, hug everybody, really. You hug I everyone. <laughs> okay. Me too. I hug my friend, like my guy friend, and he knows yeah. that it's platonic. So yeah, those are kind of more platonic touches. But then there's the, the romantic touch, the flirt, like the, as you're talking, right? And you're also standing close to sitting close to someone which we're going to talk about now but you might just lightly touch someone's arm right it's 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 a different kind of touching lighter and more frequent right. and more concentrated on that person okay right. often in in right. the midst of conversation right 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 and like as far as the hugging goes like Lindsay, i think you said this but um yeah it's really that hug when you first meet like that's or when you're saying goodbye um yes. So, but if you were going to like, just like randomly, like be standing with a guy and hugging him in the yeah. middle of your conversation, that's, that's a little different. That's it. That's the point. So we got to look at the context here. Okay. Yeah. So that's the first thing is the touching that can be very different across cultures <laughs> because uh, on the other hand, like I've, you know, you're in Spain and people, there's a lot more touching, right? In parts of Western Europe and Argentina, I noticed a lot more of this touching and it's easy to get confused. So I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of cross-cultural relationships that work, but we have to be clear about what's the cultural difference and what's an actual intended romantic kind of uh, 
pass. Right. Right. <laughs> so, right, okay. right, right. Yeah. Well, what's, what's the next one, Michelle, that we want to look at in terms of context? Guys, fall is here and it's the right time to get serious about your English. The best way to improve your English is by listening to native speakers like you do on this show, but you need the transcripts to move to the next level. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash transcripts and get the transcript for this week today. See you there. Okay, so we're talking about standing distance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember <laughs> like when I was teaching in New York, um, I was teaching in a classroom at a school in New York and I had a student who would come right up to me and like literally get right in my face. Um, she was from Spain. And when she was asking mm. me a question, she just stood way too close. And what I did was I ended up gradually moving backwards until I hit the blackboard. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then I couldn't move any further back. She was just was a little bit more in my space than I was comfortable with. And to her, uh. it was pretty normal. Okay. So that, mm. but this is the classic like American bubble. Like the, you know, we need, we have, we do tend to have like a larger bubble of personal space. Um, yeah. that if someone invades that, we feel uncomfortable and we may assume that that's a kind of flirting. Okay. Right. Right. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. If somebody stands like a little too close, it feels funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what have you, <clears throat> have you had any, did you have any reactions with this in, um, Experiences in India, Michelle, when you're in India, what was that about the standing distance? Mm, I'm trying to remember, but I, I think, I, I don't, I'm trying to really remember. I want to say that people stood close, like, yeah. Um, but I, I, I really, I can't say that I remember. Sorry. And I don't want to like say something and then it was just. It was right, right. So that's fine. So, so, so it really depends on the culture of the country, but this is just another example, standing distance where something can be misconstrued. Like if, if you're standing too very close to an American person, they might think that you're trying to flirt or trying to make a pass at them. Whereas if you're maybe to you, you're just standing at a normal distance. So we want to be mindful of that. Okay. Or they might not even think that you're trying to flirt. They just might think it's a little weird. Yeah, it's a little like, weird. It's a little invasive. They might just like their warning bells go off. They're like, ding, 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 right, get away. Right. <laughs> and so it might not be, oh, this person is interested in me, but it might just be like, okay, this person is just making me uncomfortable, right? Yeah, like so it's not professional. It's awkward. It doesn't right, feel right. right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they're going to want to move back. <laughs> so don't be surprised right, right. if you see them starting to move back and, and back up. It's kind of <laughs> funny, actually. I feel like we could probably find some funny like clips on YouTube about that i'm sure we could yeah <laughs> i love right. that and the next one is kissing i mean romantic kissing is obvious right of course if you're kissing right. someone romantically um that's pretty obvious that they're interested in that you're flirting but what about just greeting kissing right because in argentina latin america in france spain italy there are kisses that happen as just greetings right and in some of right. these countries it's two kisses in some of these countries it's one kiss um but this is another example, even though we know, you know, textbook cultural knowledge, we know when we go to Europe, people are going to kiss, but we still might get a little bit like confused and mixed up. What do you think, Michelle? Any thoughts there? Yeah, I think it's the double, the double sided kiss when you go from one cheek and then the other one. I, or, I more so just get like, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to fall down or something just because I'm like <laughs> trying to move from one side to the other one and I'm like getting all mixed up. <laughs> It's funny if you if you get confused with someone and you go for the wrong cheek first and then you end up yeah. kissing on the lips. 
that's funny that's so funny yeah i'm like moving back and forth i don't know what's going on but yeah i i uh i mean i think it's i think it's nice and i i I definitely appreciate that that's like a a greeting it's but yeah sometimes when when it happens you're like oh here it comes (laughs) here it comes it's much more kind of I don't want to say robotic, but it's much more routine in Western Europe. But in the U.S., like the kiss on the cheek can be used in a more flirting, romantic way. So that's where it could be if we have someone from Europe who's in the U.S. and a girl gives a kiss on the cheek to this person. It could it could definitely be flirting like that could be a very romantic pass. Okay, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So just just noting that there are real differences here and it can be confusing (laughs) and we don't want to make a mistake of assuming the wrong thing. Right, right. That's so true. Yeah. What's the next one, Michelle? Well, the next one is eye contact. Ooh. So any thoughts on this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, if you're like, if you're in a crowded room and you, I I, I don't know where I heard this, but like, yeah, you look at someone and then when they look at you, you look away and then look back. And that's oh, like apparently yeah. like a very clear, like, I'm flirting with you. Ooh, good one. Good one. I, I don't like know where that. I heard that, but I've heard <laughs> maybe that in too. a movie somewhere. Yeah, I've heard that too. So that's a good example. Um, sometimes also it's the looking down, like people might look down uh, to show that they're like kind of interested and then they look back up, right? Um, or it's the lingering yeah. eyes. Like, so obviously in, in American culture, straight, consistent, direct eye contact is considered confident and professional. We tell you to do that. We recommend it in the business world. But then there's a difference between that and the lingering eyes thing. Yeah. Right. So that's just like slightly, I think it's like molasses eyes. Like they, they tend to focus right. more on the person and they don't want to move away from that person's eyes. It's more of like molasses, you know, move slowly away. Right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. And then the next one would be choice of words. So this is tricky because okay. everyone has their own style when it comes to flirting, right? I mean, some people, mm-hmm. they like to tease, they like to keep it light. And other people like to be more upfront by saying, like, I think you're beautiful, right? Or I think you're gorgeous. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else, Michelle? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I completely, yeah, I mean... I don't, uh, yeah, I think you're beautiful. I think you're gorgeous. Like, these are all very upfront ways. But I think what you said, the teasing, mm-hmm. yeah, um, hmm. is really key because I think there's always some sort of like, you know, banter where you're kind of making fun of each other. And yeah, it's kind of childish when you think of it for some, for some reason. Yeah. Um, this is, you know, people tend to flirt in this way where they're kind of making jokes about each other. And yeah. Um, so even though it seems kind of silly, I think that this is, kind of common um uh, with flirting so um the more direct way that's for like a really really confident person and so actually so is the teasing because you have to be confident you have to have a sort of like you have to be smooth yeah you have to be smooth and lighthearted, keeping it light and fun yeah. and that's but that is kind of a a telltale sign that someone's flirting with you if they're kind of teasing you they're having fun with you right. you because they care enough to want to it takes some work to go through that the teasing and the banter it takes a little bit of work right <laughs> so, yeah and like you don't want to like say the wrong thing if yeah the person like you don't want to cross the line between light-hearted teasing and then like maybe they'll get offended by something so yeah kinda, you know you really have to be kind of skilled and <laughs> yeah know so what you're th- doing yeah, I think that's good. That That's definitely flirting. And then there are certain ways that people might word thing that, things that would be a telltale sign that they're interested in you. Like if someone says, oh, I'd like to see you again, that sounds very romantically yeah. interested. What do you think? 
yeah for sure like yeah. or oh, we yeah, should yeah, get yeah. together sometime or asking for your phone number um, yeah yeah but yeah. yeah again i just think yeah teasing is teasing so is common let's leave it at that for that one yeah. yeah teasing's good yeah and then i guess just kind of actions is the last thing that we could think about right i mean this is you know it's i guess if a straight couple is out for dinner um in many cases if the man, well, obviously, if the man's really interested in the woman, the man will offer to pay for the full meal. Uh-huh. Um, but if you're uh-huh. out with a friend and no one's interested in anyone, usually both people will go Dutch. But again, it always depends mm-hmm. on the situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, and and often this is another interesting thing is that often in the U.S., most of the time dates, at least in the beginning, would happen one on one. Whereas I've heard, I don't know, you guys can tell us if this is true or not, but I've heard that a lot of like, for example, in, in, I think I've heard this in Spain, a lot of cultures do more like group dating, like there'll be two or three couples going out together, but they're all interested in each other, but they go out as a group. But that's not very common in the US in my experience. How about you? Yeah, I think the one and one is more common. And then once you get a little bit more comfortable, like the introducing someone to a friend is more, um, I don't know. Make, it makes it seem like a little bit of the next level. Yeah, exactly. But the first level is really just seeing, checking that person yeah. out one on one. Like, do you actually exactly. want to spend time with this person? So, right. so those are kind of the six things, guys, that you can look at across cultures to see that where you might get confused, right? These are the areas that there might be pitfalls where there could be some differences across cultures as to how we figure out if someone's flirting with us. But just, you know, saying, I think you're cute. I mean, generally that would be flirting, but we can't be sure. It really depends on the context. Look at how the person's touching you. Look at how they're making eye contact. Look at what they're saying. What are they inviting you to do? Who's going out with you guys? Is it a group or is it one-on-one? So it's a lot of things we got to look at here. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, this has been good. And um, I hope uh, I listen to Catalina, right? Catalina. Yep. Yeah, Catalina, I hope that you got some good answers from this and um, really interesting topic. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for asking this, Catalina. I'm glad we went into this. We've never covered this topic exactly in this way. So, guys, again, if you have a question, send your question in to lindsayatallearsenglish.com. We like very specific questions, so go ahead and ask away. And, guys, go ahead and grab the transcripts for today, and we'll be good to go for today. We'll be back tomorrow, Michelle. Okay, bye, Lindsay. Bye, guys. All right, take care. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to All Ears English. And if you need a seven or higher on your IELTS exam to achieve your life vision, then our insider method can get you there. Start with our free video series masterclass. Get video one now at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then subscribe to our show on your phone or on your computer. See you next time.